Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money Hour 2 on a Wednesday. That means Mike Palm, VP, Circa, the D, Golden Gate Casino, of course, VSIN hosts at Mike Palm Circa on Twitter as we welcome you back. A ton to do. We've got Palm and the Prince coming up in just a little bit. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson flanking Mike Palm there at the D. Mr. Palm, how are you? Patrick, how are you? I don't think I've seen you in a month of Wednesdays. It's nice, nice to nice have you to back. See how was how were your holidays? Everything was nice. My, my holidays were one. Great to see the family in Michigan. I may go. have ran into a Stevens or two <laughs> at a Buffalo Wild Wings. You never well, know. He sits on the board. Greg sits on the board of directors. Derek's brother of Buffalo Wild Wings. So there might be a heavy. Is dis- that is that true? Yes, yes. It might be a heavy. <laughs> dis- I've never <laughs> been jealous of any jo- any job anyone's ever had than to be in control yeah. of Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe st- I, I'm not kidding when my mom said we're going to go to a really nice sports bar that's near me. And I said we showed up and it was BW3s. So, and you know what? She was right. It was a very nice sports bar. Buffalo. I've been to Buffalo. Mike, you, you understand hospitality. You understand yep. these things. I've been to Buffalo Wild Wings in five or six states. Probably each of we're saying combined 100 times. I've never once had good service at Buffalo Wild Wings a single time, Whoa. yet I go back every single time because the wings are that good. Derek's brother is not going to be happy to hear that, Dustin. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> that was, I don't know. turn. Would the Stevens rather you complain about that or the people playing Sigma Derby? I don't know. <laughs> half a, six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> that took a cryptic turn from the big guy. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying, I think it's a testament to how good their food is that the service stinks, but the food's phenomenal. Sure. No, that was a good cleanup on aisle two. Oh, no, no, um, and Mike likes this, too. Uh, the, their rule is you need to be able to see Four or five TVs without turning your head from every seat in their restaurant. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, so fun facts. The more you know. Coming up next on TNBC, hang time. Dick Buck, well, this is a basketball well, well coach. Dutch. Stop talking. Uh, Mike, we are coming to the end of two of the best contests uh, on the planet when it comes to the NFL. That's Circa Millions and Survivor. Any big news with the two of the tournaments there? Well, um... I think we, you know, we've gotten to know everybody that's sort of in the running. I know the top three overall for the entire year for millions are going to be here. Um, actually, the guy that's in third, Greg Stevens, met on a plane two years ago and got him to come to Circa, and now you know he's gotten into the contest. He's wow. come for events. Um, the entry that's in sixth place overall is the GM of the El Cortez and his table games director. Adam Weisberg and, and Patrick. Patrick used to come here when he was just a floorman in the pit there years ago when I had the free tournaments for locals every Wednesday here at Fitzgerald. So we've known them for a long time. Uh, got to meet all of the, uh, all of the, I'd known two of, of the four Survivor finalists, got to meet the other two, spent some time with uh, the uh, Indiana Jet, who's actually a New York guy, but graduated uh, from uh, University of Indiana. He's a, uh, he's a lawyer. Uh, there represents uh, doctors and medical companies. You can never uh, have enough lawyers follow, in this world. Follow first, first round. Uh, um, he follow. He's been a follow the money guy for for many years. And of course, we know um, 
the cir circus master, he's been here with his family now five straight weeks. Uh, he lives in, in Dallas and Miami part-time, been, been in the, uh, the restaurant supply business for many years. Um, so all interesting folks, and, uh, you know, they've made a save. They're not, they've, they've got an NDA that they haven't really revealed how much they saved and how much they're playing for. My guess is it's somewhere between a million and a half and two million they saved, and they're playing for somewhere between, you know, a, a, a million three and two three, somewhere in that ballpark. They all have Cincinnati this week. Um, L.A. Jones, who is the guy who, who inadvertently took the Packers on Thanksgiving, his mother had passed away three days earlier, and he was in a fog. And he checked the box on Tom Carroll's app, his his proxy. He checked Packers. He meant to check Lions. He just mm. he, and then on on that Saturday, Tom Carroll called him and said, "What's your survivor pick?" He said, "I'm out." Tom Carroll said, "No, you gave me Packers. I put Packers." And he, you know, so that's an incredible story. He has said he's not taking Cincinnati. He wants to be the lone wolf to go after the 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 uh, the last of whatever they're playing for, and then have some hedging strategy there, whether it's with Cincinnati or against his play. So he's publicly said he's not taking Cincinnati. He's publicly said his, his last picks all along, and I mean, it's no, it's not a head fake, right? This, he's doing what he's doing. So that that's sort of it there. Would you, well, you, now, I certainly wouldn't put it on you, but Amal or Dustin, I think there are four remaining in Circa. Yeah. Excuse me, Survivor. Do either of you know the chop situation? I don't want to put Mike in that situation, but do you do either of you know the chop situation? Uh, the the rumor is it's uh, four ways at 7.2, so about 1.8 each, and then they're going to play for $2 million, so you could potentially walk away with $3.8 million. So can't, I don't know for sure. Uh, that's just what I had heard, so I don't well, know. Bill put that in the Visa newsletter. As oh, he did. As fact, although they've said they've signed an NDA and they haven't told anybody, and it's not to be released. So, oh, Bill, Bill AD, wow. the old newspaperman with the yeah. scoop. Yeah. Veasan Daily, go sign up. Yeah. Get the, it for free. The mid hits right the now. fan. Bill AD, famous headline writer. <laughs> that is that is classic. <laughs> uh, how was the action at Circa on Monday? Uh, and I'd I'd like to get your take uh, coming out of the game. Of course, where you opened and where you sit there at Circa National Championship coming up in five days. Well, it was a bust as far as just business in the casino. I think New Year's Eve on a Sunday is the worst of all scenarios of all. Uh, as far as the businesses go. I mean, if it wouldn't have been for the national semifinals, it would have looked like a regular Monday. I remember when, you know, it, New Year's Day was one of your top 20 days of the year from a gaming perspective. That didn't happen. Um, we probably should have won a million dollars on Michigan and probably lost 600000 on Washington uh, winning just because the, 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 the way the betting went. But those were less numbers than what happened, probably about 50% of what really happened. We came out ahead because we made a bigger score uh, on the Michigan result than we lost on the on the Washington result. Washington's a bad result for our future book as well. So, you know, it, it'll be mixed because they're betting Michigan. Um, so that, that'll somewhat vitiate our, our future position. Are you surprised by the line on uh, Washington, Michigan, and where the bets are coming in on Michigan? I would have probably put this line at what the opener was. I don't know that five's the right number here. I think that's heavy. Uh, we opened three and a half. I think that's probably closer to the truth. But I'm a guy who, who, who held uh, a Washington ticket, an Alabama ticket, and a Washington future. Um, so I'm biased a little bit because I, I, I just think this Washington team still disrespected in the market, even after what I thought was a relatively in-control victory. Although Kalen DeBoer, I mean, he's, he, must have, uh, he must have learned game management from Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Ah. That was rough towards the end, to say the least. He lost his mind. Now, you, you can speak on this. You're probably going to need Washington on Monday, and the owner of the casino probably won't care, right? Derek Stevens is probably the biggest Michigan fan that I know. What will his rooting interest be? I mean, it comes down to fiscally or, you know, emotionally. Well, he was at the Rose Bowl. He took his entire family, plus Darren Banks and, and, and his wife, so maybe that's more like an adopted son. But... Um, he will be pulling for Michigan no matter what the financial result is. But to put it in perspective, I asked him on VEASAN primetime last Thursday during that final hour of the show when the, the circuit crew comes on. I said, if you could have one wish, would you wish for Michigan to win the national title or the Lions to win the Super Bowl? Patrick, let's get your answer before I reveal Derek's. It's Lions win the Super right. Bowl. So Derek's first answer was I'd wish for two wishes, which I thought was a very good answer. But he said it's by far the Lions to win the Super Bowl. 
And, and he's a you'd Michigan have to, grad. You, it, it, yeah, you'd have to understand <laughs> the feeling about that team. It's unbelievable, Mike. Like, yeah. it is – we were even talking about it the other day. Matthew Stafford left town after 12 years and playing through pain, kind of blamed for 80 years of ineptitude. Like, it's just – it's it, it, we can't shake the stink. It's one playoff win since 1957. I, and, 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 Derek, I want to rephrase what you, exactly what you're saying. Like, he's the biggest Michigan yep. fan on the planet, mm-hmm. and he'd still prefer the Lions win the Super Bowl. I, I think when you look at it as a whole, right, probably 30, 35% of the 40% of the people are Michigan fans. You have Michigan State fans, and then you have another faction that just can't stand Michigan fans. Whereas yeah. the Lions, it's as a collective, right? I mean, I grew up in Cleveland, similar situation, the Browns, if they ever won the Super Bowl, you think LeBron's like, oh, they would forget about LeBron James. The other, the other thing to take from this, Amal, is that the delusion of the Michigan fans, half a national title since 48 is good enough for them. All right. <laughs> yeah. <That's... laughs> that was, yep. They split it back in, what was it? 97? 97. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Split it. Uh, Brian Greasy at quarterback. The uh, now something else you did at they circuit, beat, which they, I beat, was really they, cool. they beat Ryan Leaf. Nebraska beat Peyton Manning. I'll just settle it there. Correct. All right. <laughs> hey, but, but Mike, we were talking about the quarterbacks. Yeah. Remember, there was a genuine conversation of who was going one in that draft. Yeah. That's true. That's true. One guy kind of. When we think about life. it in retrospect. <laughs> Well, yeah, we think about it in <laughs> retrospect. You can't believe it. Good job by Circa. This came up early. Niners, Ravens, one of the two wins the Super Bowl or the field, essentially. So, yes, no. Minus 115 up and down. Love that bet. We'd love the, we'd love the uh, field to get bet. Our, our future book to the Ravens is uh, almost as bad as the Chiefs was last year. We lost three millions to the Chiefs. We're gonna, we, we have a huge bet on Tampa Bay to win the South. We already lost the bet on the Ravens to win the North. We have a huge bet on the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. It's a really bad result for us. And then they were all decent. At the time, it was 13 to 1, 6.5 to 1, even money. And Tampa Bay was at like plus 155 at the time. So they're pretty good hits. All the same better, those four bets. Are you guys? Really? Con- yeah, yeah. Pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Are you guys convinced that? Who's got the easier path in either league for you guys out of the Niners and the Ravens? Oh, I think the Niners have the easier path. Um, maybe I'm biased by the team. But, I mean, I mean, if you go according to point spread, they're probably going to host Dallas in the second round. I don't see Dallas being able to beat them in the divisional round. And then who do you get? You get, you get Goff out of a dome or you get a, a Philly team that's shaky. I mean, I know the Rams, the Rams, the Rams, everybody's worried about the Rams. I know the people in Detroit really don't want to see Stafford come back from the perspective of he's going to beat you, right? (laughs) They're terrified. They're so, so petrified of that happening. I can't even explain it to you. You nailed it. By the way, it is going to be the Niners and Rams this weekend. That's going to be Sam Darnold versus Carson Wentz. Make sure as we play quarterback bingo in week 18, you fill those two in. Palm versus the Prince coming up next here. Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN. Sports Betting Network. Well, we mentioned you can go to vcin.com, enter your email address, and get the daily scoop with Bill AD. While you're there, become a vcin pro. 30 days, $9.99. Can't give you a better deal than that. You get everything we offer, including the picks, Samal, Dustin, everybody. We've even got Thomas Gable, your race and sports book director at the Borgata. He's got his college basketball plays there today if you'd like to check him out. VSIN.com slash subscribe, 999. Sign up right now. Now time for Palm versus the Prince. Four, two, and two overall. Mike leads. So we've got two pushes. Uh, we had a flip coin toss backstage. Amal, you were the winner of that coin toss. And so we'll start the shot clock with Dustin Sweetelson. And it is time to go. 30 seconds on the clock. NFL draft. Are you drafting one of four? First, Penix, McCarthy, Knicks or May? I am taking Michael Penix number one out of those four. I agree with them all. Let's move on to the next question. You got your first push. You, you didn't yeah. even combine for 30 no. seconds. No, because we want to that, get to that, the interesting that, topics. Most, <laughs> most, that's the most, that, is, that is quite a start. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm shook. Let Great. me just let me gather, Good job let me gather my brains. We are doing a broadcast, boys. You can elucidate. Uh, if, you were, <laughs> if you were Jim Harbaugh, Mike Palm, which potential NFL head coach opening would you choose? Well, I would take the Bears. Because I think you start with a cold weather place where he's going to he excels and he understands that culture at Michigan. He's played there with the Bears. He starts with the number one ranked rush defense. We didn't talk about this. Look at the improvement this team made. We thought this team was going to win two or three games. They might win eight and, and ruin my bet. Uh, and then the number one pick is the cherry on top for me. I would go with the L.A. Chargers. You've got a franchise quarterback, and that's the key in today's day and age. He's a former quarterback himself. Justin Herbert with an immense amount of talent. Put it all together, and I think you could become a real challenger for the Kansas City Chiefs in that division. Herbert's youth and what he brings to the table allows this team to really be competitive in the AFC. I like Harbaugh to the Chargers. Okay, Amal Shaw, which NFL team do you want to see less in the postseason this year, the Browns or the Rams? Uh, I would say the Rams simply because the quarterback situation. I get that Joe Flacco has played extremely well. The Browns are a very talented team. But, again, they're on their fourth quarterback, second running back. Matthew Stafford's a future Hall of Famer. Joe Flacco is not. Yes, they both have a Super Bowl win. And then let's take in the coaches. You've got Kevin Stefanski versus Sean McVay. Stefanski's a very good coach. Sean, Sean McVay is probably regarded as one, two, or three among the best coaches in the National Football League. Two Super Bowl appearances. And I tell you what, even though he's won a Super Bowl, I think it's a greater time. accomplishment to I'd take Jerry Goff to time. the Super Bowl. He said time. No, I'd, I read, sorry. I'd rather see less of the Rams because I want to see more of the Browns and Miles Garrett and that defense and see how disruptive they can be on the road. We've seen this story already with McVeigh and the Rams. I'd like to see the Browns. I mean, Joe Flacco from off the couch. This is an incredible story. Stefanski finally got the quarterback he wanted. He could throw the ball 45 times a game. Most likely, Mike Palm, to turn it on once the playoffs begin. I'll say Kansas the City Chiefs I'll or say, the Philadelphia Eagles? I'll say the Chiefs because I think they have a better defense right now. I think uh, Andy Reid has to figure out how he can ignite this offense with some more big plays. The Eagles look just tired to me. They just look like they're at the end of the run. It was very hard for them to overcome the loss of both coordinators. Give me the Chiefs. 
I like the Chiefs as well here. Just the pedigree with this team. Five consecutive AFC championship games. They find ways through. Remember everyone down to the Houston Astros. They went to their seventh consecutive ALCS. I think that's what Kansas City is. Now the challenge for them is they're going to have to play their first road game with Patrick Mahomes potentially in the second round. That's the only challenge for them. But again, they could still wind up with luck hosting um, in terms of the AFC title game. I'm going to go with the Chiefs just because they're a proven commodity. They've won two Super Bowls and been to three. Okay, Amal Shaw, what toppings go on the perfect pizza? Please build your perfect pizza. Well, I'm going to go with more of the general public, and I think it's going to be pepperoni and sausage, for generally speaking. No, I, no, won't accept. You don't eat either of those. I just said I'm going with the general public. I mean, you know, Wait, you don't eat meat, but your favorite pizza is pepperoni and sausage? Favorite. I said I'm saying with oh, the general let public. Let me give you one it. I eat. Let me give so I can get this point quickly. <laughs> pepperoni, sausage, sun-dried tomatoes, green onions for me. All right, I'm it's, ahead. It's, Next. It's, it's, <laughs> hold on a second. It says what topics go on the perfect pizza. It doesn't say my perfect pizza. Okay. Oh. No. When I ask you the next question, could you tell me who you're answering it for? <laughs> yeah, could you give me, what, what's Millard Fillmore's favorite pizza? I'd prefer yeah, that. I was gonna say, hey, wait a minute. Last time I got oh. indicted for a statement that I answered, and it wasn't phrased based on the question. So that's all I'm saying. He's in the four corners, okay. and he's behind. All right, let's, let's move on. Which, okay, this is for you, Mike Palm. Yeah. Well, this is for you, Mike Palm. Yeah. And could you answer uh, based on what Bob Dylan thinks? Which fan base <laughs> would you rather see win the Super Bowl this year, Buffalo or Detroit? I'd rather see Buffalo just because they suffered through those four straight losing Super Bowls. I thought Tim Russert was the best interviewer in all the country. So for his son, Luke, and that whole entire family. And finally, Detroit's going to get a national championship here with Michigan, the state of Michigan. They'll be okay. What is there for Buffalo? Let the Bills win. I agree with you. I think the Michigan <laughs> hockey team's got a great yeah. chance to win the national title. But more importantly to Buffalo, they've <laughs> lost four consecutive Super Bowls. What a great run with a great team that probably should have won one. The Detroit area's had the Red Wings. The, the Pistons and the Tigers. There is great legacy and great history in those three team sports. Remember, the Red Wings dominated the late 90s and the early 2000s. It's not like they're void of something. What does Buffalo have? The Bulls? I mean, Snow. I mean Dominic Hasek? We got to use a player. We don't even have a team that we could put up there with the Sabres. No goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brett Hall. Yeah, Skate no, was in the crease. <laughs> Which current athlete, this is for you, Amal. Which mm. current athlete would you like to see become a TV analyst? Uh, I don't like him, but I'm going to go with Draymond Green. I think he's outspoken enough where he's going to be entertaining. He's going to speak honestly where I think other players will not be as honest. I think Draymond Green won't be quite as good as Charles Barkley. would definitely be very entertaining. I'm going to go with Justin Verlander. Uh, we've seen pitchers be great color analysts. I think this guy's very well spoken. He won't be afraid to uh, speak candidly. Uh, about teams, and uh, I couldn't come up with a better comp in football at all. I, I started with football. I said pass. Mike Palm, bucket list. Number one right now, sports venue everybody needs to attend once in their life. Sebastian Bernabeu, Patrick. Without a doubt, the magic in the air of that great stadium at Real Madrid. I think it's the palace of all stalker stadiums. Uh, that's a bucket list item. I've been to most of the ones in, the, in North America. I'm going to go with Wrigley Field. I think when you take in the nostalgia, so many people grew up watching the Cubs on WGN, day baseball, the Ivy in the outfield. You can watch the game from outside of the stadium in the bleachers. It's hard to compare it to anything else. The other one might have been Fenway and Yankee Stadium. The old one doesn't exist anymore, so I'm going Wrigley Field. Okay. Next one up. Are there more head coaches or quarterbacks capable of winning a Super Bowl in the NFL? A head coaches to me. Head coaches. I think a lot of the coaches, it comes down to certain clock management, decision-making. For, for the most part, you look at them as a whole, they're pretty comparable in many different areas. I think it's the players on the field that are crucial in terms of determining winning and losing. And right now, when you look at quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl, you probably don't have more than 12. I've got 16 head coaches and seven quarterbacks, Patrick. In a landslide, Harbaugh, Mc, uh, McDaniel, Reed, Peterson, Stefanski, McDermott, Tomlin, Payton. Taylor, Vrabel, Belichick, Shanahan, uh, Sirianni, McVay, Carroll. Quarterbacks I limited to seven. Jackson, Mahomes, Allen, uh, Burrow, Purdy, because he's got the team around him. Uh, Stafford, I think it's double the head coaches. Lots of details. We like that. Now. Mike, you're up. Uh -oh. And Amal, I want to mention, when we ask you about the beverage, it's your favorite. Oh. If you could have only one beverage for the rest of your life, Mr. Palm, which would you choose? Well, I'd take water because it's the only one you could survive on. <laughs> You'd be dead with That's any other question. answer. So I think Trick water question. is a trump card. 
Yeah. Water's the only answer. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'll give you guys a push on that one. That's a good, that, that, well done. Well done on both of your angles there. Um, next up. Oh, this is a good one. I didn't know we were Mom. doing this with Bear Grylls. <laughs> Who is? <laughs> Palm versus the prince versus the bear. <laughs> Where's Felica? Uh, if, if you could, uh, this is for them all. Uh, who is the most hateable TV character of all time? I'm going to say J.R. Ewing from the show Dallas. Wealthy oil man, you know, a guy that was completely despised. The show lasted so long. What do they have over like 400 episodes or something like that based on that show? So I'm going to go J.R. Ewing, Dallas. I had him in my top three, but I went with Richie Aprile from The Sopranos. This punk, Ooh. this punk and his bad attitude and sense of entitlement, I think, turned everybody off. A vicious, vicious person. Okay, let's add him up, Dustin. I've got, yeah, I hate, I hate to say this today, boys, but this is going. Uh, <laughs> it was a bloodbath. Palm had a good day. Did, are you agreeing that Palm <laughs> yeah, had a good day? This was a bloodbath. This, this, so, it was a rough day. I mean, but we should probably go back. Amal, your first four answers, those were yours or someone else's? <laughs> they were somebody else's. Okay. I wouldn't actually take Michael Penix. Hold on, I got to regrade. Hold on, I got to regrade. I wouldn't actually take Michael Penix. I wouldn't take any of the four choices with those. Uh, 30 <laughs> years of vegetarian, he said his favorite pizza was pepperoni and sausage. Because about two weeks ago, we had a question that was asked, and he said, you didn't answer the question accurately. I said, I answered the way I tricked. <laughs> I translated it. So I translated based on what topics go on the perfect pizza. And if I had said vegetables, this guy would have been apoplectic. Well, I don't do vegetables, but you That's should get my Rosetta point. Stone or something. <laughs> That's an all-time. Rosetta Stone's for foreign languages. Yeah, you don't know. You're speaking a different one than the rest of us. Oh, my segment. goodness. It's called English. Read it. I got 6-3 palm. I got 6-2-3 pushes. So 6 palm, 2 uh, amal, and 3 pushes. That is... Five, two, and two overall for Mike Palm. How about a speech going out? Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. There it is. Happy New Year <laughs> to you as well. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, check out the VEASAN betting splits, money, and bets for every game. Updated every five minutes. Today's games and future events. Of course, those updates straight from DraftKings. VEASAN.com slash splits. That's VEASAN.com slash splits. We got you back here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to welcome in Matt Sims, a SiriusXM NFL radio host. Of course, ESPN college football analyst. Uh, you could obviously watch Matt Sims play quarterback for many years. I actually was driving around and I heard Matt Sims and our good buddy Zig Fricasse on NFL radio. And I thought you guys sounded great as we say hi to Matt. Matt, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate it. And Zig, uh, he does a great job of making an amateur like me sound good. So uh, I'm no, grateful you... for his expertise in that field, man. <laughs> I was I was highly entertained. Sims Complete QB did a great job. Um, can we start with the quarterbacks coming out in this college class? Because I'm sure you watched Monday, and I know a lot of people got to see Michael Penix Jr. for the first time on Monday. And just how cleanly he spins it. Let's start there with the Washington quarterback and projecting him potentially as a pro. Man, it, Michael Penix to me is just, he's one of, I was even saying this to my, to my father. We were talking to each other about it, obviously. The, this dude might be one of the best throwers of the ball that we have seen coming out in a draft in a very long time. I mean, this guy's, uh, ability to move in the pocket, create space for himself, and, and obviously to just deliver just damaging daggers down the field at, uh, at the consistent rate that he does is, is extremely exceptional. Uh, the power that he can create in a, in a small window of space, uh, the accuracy of his throws, it's just tremendous. And, uh, you know, we, we should all really enjoy this this last week, of course, and this week again, too, of just marveling at this young man and how good he is at the college level because he is a pro football player and uh, I expect him to do some great things at the next level as well. Matt, speaking of college quarterbacks, which quarterbacks in this year's draft have really caught your eye that if you were the general manager, you would look at selecting first, second, or third? I don't mean in terms of the draft order, but quarterback order. Man, it, that, that's a tough one. And it, every year I feel like we kind of fall into that trap of like, this is the best class ever. And here I go again probably saying, you know, in, in my young media world, 
it, this is a really impressive group that is coming out this year. And all of them have uh, different attributes and abilities that are really interesting, too. And, um, you know, I think that teams will be able to find exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, Bo Nix with just tremendous experience, his athleticism, his ability to throw on the run, uh, all the reps that he's gotten through college. He's, he's one of the most experienced players out there. Michael Penix, his ability to throw, like we alluded to earlier, it, it might be one of the best arms in the NFL day one as soon as he walks into the league. And then, uh, you know, of course, Caleb Williams and Drake May, who have been arguably one and two all year, uh, they are guys that are going to be hard for you. Uh, to, to say otherwise because of how much uh, production they have done here in the past two years. So, um, you know, if I was a picking man, I actually think that Michael Penix might be my favorite quarterback out of all of them. Well, you're the perfect person at Matt Sims joining us. He's got a new podcast with his dad, Phil Sims. Sims complete, of course, his brother as well. So it's in the genes. And I bring that up because I want to ask you this, Matt. When talking about attributes that you look for, and a quarterback, obviously, you know, arm strength, accuracy, the intangibles, leadership. Like, where do you start when you start ranking attributes for the quarterback coming out? Yeah, for me, uh, I've never been in one of those rooms that is trying to decide on, you know, who to pick and what. But, uh, you know, for me personally, I would really have to like the person first. Um, you know, I would want to be. Uh, obviously someone that wants to go to work with that person every day that is eager to learn, that is eager to obviously absorb new information and continuously get better, you know, and I think a lot of these QBs, they, they have a lot of that in their history. You know, I want someone that's overcome a lot of adversity, you know, and that's guys like Penix. That's the guys like Bo Nix that have been through a lot in their college career, have had a lot of struggles and have seemed to found their way despite having all those struggles. So, those things really interest me. And I feel like if I really uh, enjoy and love the person that way and feel like we can kind of connect uh, in a personal level, then the talent and all the stuff that you see on the film, I feel like it's just a bonus. Matt, when you look at Kyle McCord, who transferred to Syracuse from Ohio State, what are some of the things that are strengths of his and what kind of helped make that decision for him, if you're privy to it, to change over to Syracuse? Because he was a starter on a team that I think went 11-1 during the regular season. Yeah, Kyle, you know, was in a very unique situation, you know, and um, we always see it, too, um, especially, you know, in college football it's not always an easy, easy decision, you know, and I think Kyle uh, did what he thought was best for him personally as a football player, as someone that is continuing to develop his craft as, as, a, as a quarterback, and that's not easy to do. And, you know, for whatever reason, you know, those things just weren't, um, you know, cohesive as, the, as far as their relationship with Day and how he felt. Um, you know, they didn't see quite eye to eye, I guess, on what the future held for for their relationship together. Um, you know, in this day and age, though, I credit for him for kind of trusting his heart and his gut and going to some place that I think really will do everything that they can to help him become a better player and a better quarterback and prepare him for ultimately what his goal is, is to play at the next level. Matt Sims joining us here, Sharp Money. Let's get to the games. Week 18. It is tricky, right, Matt? This is not necessarily preseason, but difference in motivation for many teams. On Saturday, yeah. your nightcap, Houston and Indianapolis, the motivation's the same. They both want to win. Let's get a breakdown for you. The Texans and the Colts, the Texans laying a point here. Man, this is an awesome game that I'm excited for. I really am. Indianapolis seems to play, you know, a little bit better or more consistent when they are at home. Um, you know, in this one, I kept it really simple when I was talking to my father about it. You know, I just have a hard time betting against C.J. Stroud right now. I mean, this dude was out for two weeks in a row, and all of a sudden he just comes back and he's just like an absolute beast when he comes back onto the field and just acts like a 10-year vet that never missed a day. So uh, I'm just going to say that the young blood, he, has, he doesn't even know what he's doing out there. He just knows that he's really good, and I know that I'm going to have my faith in him for this weekend. <laughs> Matt, the Sunday night game is an intriguing one between Buffalo at Miami. Has it been the change over to Joe Brady that's helped this offense this much, or is it just a combination of Brady and this team finally starting to find their rhythm? Yeah, I think it is a combination of the two. Um, you know, the one thing that we always know about this football team in Buffalo is that they are a tough football team. They are coached hard. They play hard. 
you know, Josh Allen, no matter who is offensive coordinator, I feel like he's going to be able to make a ton of football plays. Uh, this one is another interesting one. And, you know, especially too, with the way that Miami has looked the past few weeks, you know, in a make or break type of game, um, you know, I still go with the road team here in this situation. And I, I am leaning towards Buffalo to bounce back. They struggled against new England last week, but new England's defense uh, to me is a very underrated defense. I don't know if Miami can do some of the things that new England was doing to slow down that Buffalo offense. So I give Josh Allen uh, and the Buffalo bills an edge, even though they're on the road. We were talking about Jacksonville and Tennessee earlier TBD on the quarterbacks, Matt, but maybe you can give us an idea. Jacksonville needs to win it to win their division. They're laying five and a half in Tennessee. And then a broader question about Trevor Lawrence. Are you all in on Lawrence as a pro quarterback? I am. I think Trevor has showed that he is an NFL quarterback. I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars really just, you know, are, are not a tough football team. And I think they're a team, too, that uh, it doesn't do some of the basic things uh, well as far as being a playoff contender. The defense at times has shown that they have the ability to stop the run, but they also gave up a, a lot of big explosive plays late in this year, too. The offense has a ton of talent, but I, I feel like the, the physicality on the offensive side of the ball is still missing. I feel like they're a little bit of a finesse football team, and whenever you're a finesse football team, you have to be extremely creative like the Miami Dolphins, and I feel like they're you know close, but they haven't quite gotten over that hump yet of being – one of these top 10, top 12 teams in the league consistently that way. I know they're close, but, you know, it's just I'm kind of having losing faith in them this year. I feel like they've been flat on their feet the past few weeks, and, uh, and I expect that actually to continue again this weekend despite having uh, pretty much everything to play for. Matt, we got about 45 seconds. Bears are at Green Bay. Can the Bears go in and continue their hot play against this Packers team? Packers laying three. Dude, I just love the road dogs, right? I mean, I'm saying Bears. I go. like Justin Fields. I like what he's done. I think that he's made tremendous try, strides at the position of quarterback, of course, as being a, a pure pocket passer. Um, it would be a tough decision for me if I was the Bears GM to move on from Justin Fields. I know that. Um, but I am taking the Bears in this one. I think the Bears are actually a little bit closer than maybe we, we think right now in this football team. They play good, tough defense. And uh, I think they do have enough offensively to get that win, too, on the road as well. Sims Complete QB on Twitter. New podcast with his pops, Phil Sims, of course. Sims Complete, that's Matt Sims. Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can hear him on Sundays. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. No, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the shout-out, as always. Thank you. Okay, of course. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Good stuff from Matt Sims. When we return, you know what? We'll take a, a, a brief detour into the association 12 games tonight some good ones as well sharp money if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5 tonight. How about some NBA action? Get $150 instantly in bonus bets. New customers using that code VSIN, V-S-I-N. So here's the kicker. When you do, use that code VSIN at DraftKings. Download the app. You also get NBA League Pass. It's the best deal going. Seriously, check it out. $150 off a $5 bet in NBA League Pass using the code V-S-I-N. We're back. Sharp Money. Presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you're having a nice start to the new year, 2024. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We've got plenty to do. We've got a couple of good guests coming up in the last hour. Just quickly, just to set you up with where we are. Again, week 18 coming up, two games on Saturday. Both games matter. And then we conclude the NFL regular season on Sunday. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Driscoll is going to be in for Cleveland. We know this. They're going to rest Flacco. They've got the fifth seed locked up in the AFC. Blaine Gabbert, three seed, is locked for the Chiefs, so he will start for the Chiefs in way of, of course, Patrick Mahomes. Trevor Simeon, the Jets. Wentz, the Rams. Darnold, the Rams, is going to start for the San Francisco 49ers. And boys, help me out. I'm missing one or two if anyone jumps out at you. I know I'm missing one or two there. The, I mean, obviously, we, we talked about the uh, the Browns with the fifth quarterback starting. But overall, I, I think you look at there's so many teams that are actually in contention or playing an opponent that's in contention. That's why you're seeing more than the norm. You know, you'd normally see more than five or six guys in this situation that are being substituted. But most coaches, uh, just out of respect in the future, they want their opponent to play hard against an opponent that could potentially determine their playoff fate. So I think that's why you're seeing so many of the regulars in the lineups right now. Yeah, my apologies. I, I, I thought it was – I thought I missed one. Maybe it, that's it. Maybe that's all we know. Atlanta's still TBD. Yeah. I, my assumption is it's going to be Heineke. You, well, he – It would be – there would be a mutiny in the locker room. <laughs> Sir Ritter after that pick. Well, he was – Yes, they lost a lot of money. I'm just trying to tell you, if you were watching the flow of the game, the Ritter pick means he'll never start another game in the world. Um, he was limited. Anything else from you, big guy? Heineke was limited in practice today, but think about it from, He'll be fine. from Taylor Heineke's perspective. He's not going to just give it up. That dude's going to play even if he's only at 75% because he doesn't know how many more opportunities he's going to get to start like this. For Taylor Heineke, it's as much an audition for his next job as it is anything else. Uh, just, just well, he, signed a, he signed a good backup contract with, I think, a few years with Atlanta. So he'll be back in somebody else up there. It just won't be Ritter. I, that's all I know. Um, I agree with that. I'm just honestly, it brings me so much joy because I was hammering Desmond Ritter all summer. You guys were like, I think you're being mean to the guy. He's a young kid. He's going to do his best out there. Wait. He won a lot of games at Cincinnati, and right. everyone's just, oh, now you're on the bandwagon with me. Desmond Ritter stinks. He shouldn't be in the NFL. Honestly, I don't know if he can make it in this new XFL USFL combo league. I don't think he can make one of those teams. He's one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen just get handed a job in the NFL. It's one thing to fight and earn a job. It's another thing to be as not talented, inaccurate, and just have no instinct on the field as a quarterback and just be given the job on a team that's expected to win the division. I'll just say for the record, I thought he was terrible at Cincinnati. <laughs> you guys both? Hey, I thought he was the best quarterback of all time, so I'd like to say I was wrong. Okay, can we move on? Um, no, I, just, I was accused of being mean, and I wasn't being By mean. By whom? 
Earth. I, I apologize. I you're I'm. It's, you know how some people have right here on their laptops they have like Veasan stickers. Yeah. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get a bumper sticker. It just says Dustin was right. <laughs> so every time you start talking, I'll just show that. You and are. Then we can. You are my trigger. Yes. You're my trigger. That's what you are. I said you were being mean, and you ended up being right. I apologize. I still probably I was apologize. Mean, still probably. Hey, f- fellas, I do have the NBA tonight. It's yep. it's a full slate now. A bunch of back-to-backs. You have to look out yeah. for it. Uh, but good games. Milwaukee, Indiana. You guys want to take a stab at the total? Remember, we've seen this now. We saw it in the tournament. <laughs> we saw it a game out of the tournament. I think the total keeps going up because I'm seeing 257 and a half. Milwaukee at the Pacers. It didn't end season tournament. Wasn't it 256 or so out here? Uh, so right around there. Yeah. yeah. So not not surprised. But Pacers playing well. They've won four in a row. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw the Tyrese Halliburton v. Wally Zerbiak uh, stare down the other day walking off the floor because he said this. I forgot what he said exactly. But it's he, so weird to me when players yes. get annoyed at what a broadcaster says. It's just like. The weakest move of all Ty- time. Tyrese Halliburton's about to sign a $200 million contract in a year or two. Calm down about uh, Wally Zerbiak. Have you seen some of his assist numbers recently, Halliburton, what he's doing? He had 11 on Monday against Milwaukee, and they're going to play Milwaukee again tonight. He had 23 the night before that, 20 the night before that, 10, 15, 14, 13. He is a lock every night to throw up double-digit assists. Oh, he's 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 incredible. He he will be a league MVP at one point. I, I it's not going to be this year, but he is that good and he's young and he's great. Do, do you um, have one? Wait, do you have a Tyrese Halliburton prop on tonight's assist? Uh, yeah, I wanted to. I was thinking about betting it tonight. It is at thirteen and a half, so I did not. That's high. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start. Number. I'm going to start with a game that's late tonight, and it is an Orlando team that's on a back-to-back, yep. so second night of a back-to-back, and they lost last night in Golden State. But I'm zeroing in. A, if you can get 24 and a half, I'm zeroing in, big guy, and I'm all. And Dustin knows this because I've fallen in love with this player because he's stat chasing. That's all I can tell you. Go for the dudes that are stat chasing, and Paulo Bancaro is very much doing that. In fact, his number was 24 and a half last night against Golden State, and he went over in the final seconds, literally seconds, and ended up scoring 27. His last, let's see, four of five, 27 points, 28 points, 29 points, 19, 24, 24, 36. Like he's been stat chasing lately, and he's going to be on the second half of back to back against a team that doesn't love to defend. Again, he's just in that mode right now. I watched the full Magic Warrior game last night, and Bancaro missed a billion shots. As a matter of fact, I can tell you right now, he was 8 for 20 from the floor and scored 27. Those averages, those numbers right there, you like. You chase them. 24 and a half go over points tonight for Bancaro. I would, I would agree with that. And to Patrick's point, Palo Bancaro, six of his last, excuse me, five of his last six games, he's had at least 20 shot attempts. In the one game he didn't, he had 19. This guy is a bit of a chucker. He's going double digits on free throws in four of his last seven games, so a good opportunity here. Not bad from the three-point line. The one area I'm a little bit surprised, guys, he's just at 70% from the free throw line. Those are the numbers where you want to see guys higher up because those are freebies where nobody's obviously defending you in a good opportunity to add to those point totals. So the number's actually up to 25 and a half, and it's juiced minus 120, which means it could be on its way to, Ooh, <laughs> by the time it tips I off to 26 morning. and Thank a half. Thank you for correcting that. Uh, and t- why I like this play for you is as someone who bet on Jalen Suggs last night, in that fourth quarter, I kept looking for Suggs' jersey bringing the ball up. It wasn't. Boncaro was bringing the ball up and calling his own number. Yeah. As soon as he got past half court, he was ready to go and make a play for himself. I'll tell you who's a little bit more efficient, and you guys know this, but he is a hell of a player. Wagner is awesome. He's good. I, I, I just didn't think he was going to be this pro. I really didn't. But he is he's a good one-two punch with Bancaro, but he's more efficient. And, and to Dustin's point, the usage is going to be more shaded towards Bancaro, but Wagner gets his. Look at his last five games. 25, 27, 32, 24, and 28 over his last five games. This kid's balling. He has some good moves to the basket, too. I like when he gets in the lane. He has some good moves at the rim. He, he, he plays on the outside. Like He's a really, really versatile weapon for Orlando. He's a threat, whether it's inside the perimeter or outside the perimeter. Now, the three-point shooting isn't great, but you mentioned it, Patrick. You go back seven games over 20-plus points in every game. Consistency at the free-throw line. That's a big thing for me because you have guys that get fouled, and you're looking at some of these props, depending on how you're wagering on them, whether it's an over or an under, that's going to be a crucial tally in terms of whether you're looking at a person that can help you or hurt you, depending on what they do there. 
Absolutely. Now, big guy, I know you got a bunch of props tonight. I, we have segments coming up that's going to be empty, so we'll have plenty of time to space out. I want to ask you in the last two minutes before we go to break, your take on your Knicks trading one of your players that you've been protecting for a while, R.J. Barrett, for OG Ananobi. Um, it was time. I, I, R.J. Barrett and Daniel Jones are similar to me, where I'm just kind of exhausted from trying to explain what I liked about them and realizing the results just aren't there to justify the effort at this point. So uh, they weren't going to re-sign quickly. Quickly popped for a little bit there. He won his sixth man of the year award, whatever. He's fine. He, you can find an Emmanuel quickly in every draft. Yeah. The Knicks did in the second round. Uh, R.J. Barrett, I really thought he was going to develop into a number two. And it just, the offense just never came. He's a really good defender. You can put him on another team's like best wing, and he will do his best to lock them down and limit what they can do. It's just the offense was super inconsistent. In comes Ananobi, who the analytics people try to tell me he's awesome. Uh, statistically, he seems okay. I know he's an elite defender. He's a good three-point shooter. I just think he's going to be a reliable weapon for the Knicks. But the biggest thing for the Knicks is they held on to all their first-round picks. If they can get another guy in that similar mode to combine with Randall, Brunson, and Anunoby, and you have a fourth guy, all of a sudden the team's a little interesting. What does that mean? I don't freaking know in the Eastern Conference. But they'll be worth watching, and they'll be much better overall. Amal, take us to break on the trade. I, listen, it's a solid trade, but at the end of the day, they need a franchise cornerstone player to compete in the East. When you look at Philly, Boston, and Milwaukee, they don't have a singular piece that matches up with a top piece in those three cities. But they got my boy Jalen Brunson. That's my guy. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 